Hey guys, and welcome to Give It The Beans. Wherever you are, I hope that you are doing well. I cannot believe that it is June already. We're six months into this year. I don't know about you, but it's just like I've closed my eyes and boom, half the year has just gone in an instance. Um, but hey, that's just fucking is what it is, especially when uh, you're continually counting down the days and the weeks with clients, but also uh, dad life as well. I feel like the weeks and the months go by at the click of a finger, but... It was uh, UKUP this past Sunday, um, Scot- Scottish UKUP, for, for anyone listening that's not from up here. Um, and I had one client competing, Liam, who, if you've been following me on Instagram and you've been following this podcast, you know that Liam's been competing now for a wee while. Um, the past three weeks, kind of on the bounce, and another great result. Um, you know, he, he got he grabbed second place, which it sounds great on paper um, to, to many people, but I know... Liam's standards and how highly he holds those standards um, and, and and for him you know seconds losing and quite rightly is you know it should be because he is a, he's a great athlete and he has the potential to be very very good it's just that you know this this year um, and he, he'll agree with me as well you know this year um, we've just been beaten by um, some better guys uh, that maybe look a little bit more aesthetic aesthetically pleasing you know um, the, the guy the winner on Sunday looked great and I can't remember his name but he had like just like bricks for for abs like they were solid like absolute bricks for the whole six um whereas with Liam you know it's just the bottom two that uh, genetically just struggles struggles with uh, but but everywhere else I feel was matched um felt Liam's a little bit drier as well in places but just you know that's the way the cookie crumbles um when we look when we look back at this past three weeks he's done phenomenal absolutely phenomenal he's got uh, I think it's two wins, uh, an overall, and uh, three second places. So never finishing outside the top two is uh, an unbelievable achievement. Um, and that was his third season, um, our, our third season together, and we're already speaking about the, the next time and when we do that. And it's it's great to, to, to work with athletes for so long. I remember on Sunday, Liam reminded me, you know, three years ago, uh, whenever it was, how differently we did things um, compared to now, but also compared to our second season, and we did things differently. Like for for this uh, for this competitive season, we did even for his photo shoot, uh, you know, four weeks ago for PCA Scotland, six weeks ago, um, and from his eyes, you know, it was great to see the refinement of that process or that process becoming more refined, um, just due to myself learning as a coach. But also then just for for his own knowledge and then figuring out for us what works best for his body as we are looking to refine things and now we kind of know what our target is moving forward. But it's um yeah been an incredible start to the season with uh, with so many athletes and I actually do things a bit differently than I did even at the very start of the season and it's always that it's always bittersweet when you kind of wish you could go back and think like ah oh, man I wish I would have done this I wish I would have done that. Um, and that's me thinking back to kind of what I now do with sodium, what I used to, what I used to do. But hey, we live and we learn as coaches. Um, so yeah, that's just a little bit of a summary. As I said in last week's podcast, I actually don't have anyone competing. Uh, the month of June, uh, the the next client I've got competing is July, so roughly about six weeks time. So that's actually quite a long stint. Um, but this is the middle of the, middle of the year, which is probably the quieter. Uh, the quietest time for people competing. Your busy ones will be roughly from about April till the end of May. Odd, the odd one or two will compete in like so June, July, um, and then it starts to pick up again quite heavily for me towards August time, um, particularly mid August till um, the end of the end of uh, October into November, really. But I still do have 
couple of clients in July, um, and I'm very much looking forward to that. But today's uh, today's podcast um, is kind of off the back of what has been going on um, around social media. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm going to say recently because it was a, it was a couple of weeks ago that this came out. Um, but I'm not going to directly name any names because uh, I feel that's very unprofessional to do so. But if you're listening to this, you'll know that there was a a coach within the industry that had somewhat maybe um, abused their position a little bit with their athletes. Um, and what I wanted to do is just do a podcast on what to expect from a coach. You know, what would you expect from myself um, as a coach when you came on board? How a coach should act, their standards, their you know, etc., etc. But then also, I just just want to discuss a little bit of red flags. Um, it's never my place to badmouth anyone in this industry and in this game, because that's just not not how I am. Um, it is you know I feel my purpose to give out you know clear, concise information um, that can allow you to move, perhaps make your own decisions on what is right and what is wrong. So let's start off on the. The nicer side of things of just what would you expect from myself if you came on board um, and that would be that I think every coach should have a level of professionalism uh, they should have a a number of standards for themselves in regards to how they act in the manner they speak um, and how quickly they reply etc 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 so for me, you'll always, you're always going to get a level of professionalism. I'm very passionate about sort of physiology and science. That doesn't mean everyone ever needs to be, but I do t- like when it comes to the nitty gritty. I do take things very seriously in what we're doing, and particularly like with comp prep and when we need to get food in or get sodium in or water in or whatever it is. And um, but just in general, for myself and for any coach, I feel there should be a level of professionalism because you're paying for a professional service. One of the main things that some people say is, uh, you know, check in responses and everyone will have a different view on this, but I'm going to give you mine. I think that you should expect a response from your coach. Two different scenarios, really. If you're in an off season, it needs to be within maybe perhaps a few hours, maybe half a day. So if you've checked in at at 9am, you should have been expected a response by lunchtime. Um, however, I always feel that if you're on prep and the closer you are getting to a show, that response time needs to come down dramatically. And I would think um, that I'd be speaking for any good coach to say if someone's on prep and they're a couple weeks out, they should be really beginning a response within about 20, 30 minutes of checking in. On peak week, it should be probably about 5, 10 minutes, in my opinion. But that's just a standard that I, I hold myself to. And that's because I, I remember what it was like being an athlete at the start of my journey, you know, for first timers and kind of just the keenness of waiting on that response from your coach. And at times maybe perhaps the level of unsureness or anxiety of perhaps what they're going to do if you're getting closer to a show, you kind of want to have that boom, boom, boom reply almost instantaneously. Now, I don't think it can ever be instant because let's face it, you know, things happen in life. But for me, I'm always like that, right? Our son at the moment currently gets us up Um about say half past five, quarter to six. So by the time I've kind of like helped seat him, get my breakfast and whatnot, it's maybe about half past six. And I'll say, right, my work starts at half past six. So before that, if I've maybe said to a client that's on prep and they're a couple of days out, if I've said checking at 6 a.m., I set my alarm and I get up and I do a check in at 6 a.m., right? And I would, I'll push my breakfast back and I'll get my laptop out straight away. 
and that's what we do. But for the most part, clients will roughly know that that's when I start because the ones that check in early enough will be the ones that kind of get the the response first. And that's, again, I think that's something that you as a coach have to, to do is you make decisions and you make and you respond, uh, you know, logically rather than emotionally. First then, first out. So I ask a lot of my clients to, um, like if they're maybe perhaps a, a lifestyle client or they're in an off season, I ask them to send over everything with their check-in the night before. So if your actual check-in day is a Thursday, all I ask is that you maybe send over your, uh, you know, you fill in your check-in sheet, um, fully completed by the Wednesday night. And maybe maybe you're someone that's up late. And if you're up late, just take your photos on the Wednesday morning and then you can ping across on the Wednesday night or you can ping across the Thursday morning. But for the most part, what a lot of people do is they'll, they'll get up kind of almost as early as I do and they'll ping them across early on Thursday. But if someone sent everything over the night before and they're my WhatsApp, they're the first at the bottom of the list that I'm going to start getting back to. Now, of course, that person's in an, in a, in an off-season phase and someone checks in that is a few days out from a show, that gets the priority simply because they need the response of, right, well, they're maybe not sure what they're eating for the rest of the day. I have to maybe go tell them how much to eat or how much less to eat, how much curry to do not to do. Whereas in the off-season, is maybe a bit different. So maybe once that the, the priority ones of prep are done, boom, straight to that first one that's in the inbox, get to them straight away. I do... Um, different sort of feedback for the most part it will be uh, in a so, sort of an off-season sort of phase uh, even on prep actually as well um, in the earlier stages a video feedback that response so bring up all your data on the screen my face is on the screen as well going through everything relating it back to our original plan are we kind of where we want to be in, the, in that phase that we've planned out looking at your training footage assessing and checking okay what's form like what's execution like do we need to change stuff bringing up tutorials from our website, it's our YouTube channel, comparing, contrasting them, showing you where we can improve, um, and then delivering that to you in a personalized link along with any updates in the WhatsApp message. Now, as I said, if I'm starting check-ins at half six, and I, it's a standard that I have to clients, I say, look, I do check-ins between half six and about 10, 15, latest 10.30, because then I go off to train. I will say, if you can get all your check-ins to me over either the night before, or, you know, say about, about 6.30, before, before 7 a.m. the next morning. So that's a standard that, that we absolutely have. And clients know if they check in and, and that's in, the, in that time frame, they'll get a response in that time frame that I do check-ins. If it is out with that, and, and at the start of coaching, you, you, know, you and your uh, coach agree, look, look, this is kind of how I run things. This is how I let you send things over. But if you go over that and you say, right, actually, well, you know, you sent it at 2 p.m., um, on a day, maybe you're in, maybe you're in off season. Well, if you sent it at two p.m. and you your coach has said, look, I do check-ins between six six thirty and ten thirty. Well, they're not doing check-ins at two p.m. They're maybe doing like other business stuff. They might be working on a different business. So I always just say, like, whoever your coach is, just respect their time. Just understand that they you know they plan their day out um, for their business and their work in a specific and certain way, and that's how they run it. So if they want you to check in at a certain time, please please just honor that because they might be in the middle of a podcast recording, maybe they're in the middle of an article, or, or maybe you know they run a different business or whatever it is. So for them to then go have to go back and do tasks that they usually do on the day, it could be incredibly frustrating. It's like, let's say you're someone that works, um, you work a nine to five job, and uh, maybe it's in business, and you know, you've got this report to do for your boss, you know, you need some information for that report to finish it, 
but you, you expect to buy a certain time to get done time to your boss. Someone doesn't give that piece of information, but then they come past the deadline sale. There's that piece of information. You know what I mean? You'd be a little bit sort of pissed off because you want to get to the boss for a certain time. That's the way I'd kind of, um, I can kind of say things. But if someone's on prep, the response is going to be quick. It's got to be this is what you need to do. Very positive, um, and it doesn't necessarily need to be video feedback because at that point there may be checking in multiple times a week. So if you are on a prep. I would say that by the time you get to about 12 weeks out, there should be a minimum of two updates a week, uh, if not three. By the time you get to like eight to 10 weeks, it definitely needs to be three, uh, three times a week. And then as you start to get closer to about a month out, that's when almost the daily check-ins start to, start to arrive. And I don't care if you're in a show or if you're doing just a photo shoot, this is an absolute must. Not only because the physique can change quite a lot and you need to make sure someone doesn't drop too much, uh, but also more of the mental battle as well is that understanding that as a first timer this will be the, one of the most hardest challenging things you've ever done mentally in your life you need that support system particularly if you're if you don't have that support system around you just getting that quick check-in with your coach daily about what you need to do okay we're on plan can just set you in a good spot for the day because you'll naturally like as a first timer you will uh, question everything that you do you'll wake up you look at yourself and you go my god i'm soft Two hours later, you go, oh my God, I look fucking badass. Two hours later, you go, oh my God, I'm flat. Three hours later, you go, oh my shit, I'm tiny. You know, like, and you'll constantly do that. Whereas rather than have this sort of self-doubt that can potentially lead to you going off plan or negative self-thoughts, and et cetera, et cetera, you check in with your coach, you know, on prep, you get the prioritize, you get a quick response and they're like that. Look, we're looking good. This is what we're going to do. Keep doing the do. Oh, sweet, cool, right, check it tomorrow. Right, okay, listen, we're still on plan. We've dropped as we expected. Keep doing what we're doing checking your coach next day, right, okay, cool, listen, let's run a high day, but you know what I mean, like, you get that quick and it sets you up for the day, opposed to, like, I've heard this before, like, someone was two weeks out and they only started checking in twice a week with their coach, and I was like, Jesus, that's that's just not, not the standard that I would, I would hold myself to, and as I said, other people will do, will hold themselves to a different standard, but whoever your coach is, as long as you define yourself at the start of, at the start of coaching, like, what, what's your response times um, and what could I expect? If someone says to you, like, listen, listen, uh, from for check-ins, um, I take a day or a couple of days to get back to you. Well, fair enough, that's your standard. That You might say to them, look, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for everything that response within a few hours. You know, move on, see you later. But as long as you've established at the start of coaching, then then you're both on sort of level terms. Now, I also feel what to expect from your coach is that you, you kind of need to be able to have the avail- availability of support uh, with your check-in day as well. So I will say to my clients, look, if you have a problem or you encounter something, please let me know whatever day it is. Common one, um, I had a check-in from a client on Monday who had said to me that the week previously she'd overeaten uh, one night, um, two nights, three nights. Not in a row, but sprightly across the week due to um, a session not going that well and perhaps she was kind of injured. Not injured, but a recurring injury sort of came, uh, came into play. So... I said to her, on that day, I says, you know, could you have reached out to me, asked me about how could I adapt training, and do you think that would have helped? She went, oh yeah, because I was really demotivated and low. And I said, well, just please reach out. You know, we had a, we had a call a couple of days ago, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm mentioning it. Um, but then that led to the overeating, um, a takeaway, and then that led to feeling really guilty, not wanting to say, they want to try and fix it themselves. Still feeling not as motivated because a little bit injured, and again, a vicious sort of cycle until she came clean on her checking day. And then now we've sorted it, but I always say, look, 
get in touch with me uh, with it and we'll sort it. Another check-in today. So a uh, different female saying to me, Vaughn, I just, I just can't eat this much food. I feel like I'm letting you down. Look back at her check-in. Five days, the previous five days, not tracked. I said, look, five days ago, why didn't you just say? You know what I mean? So sometimes I think as an athlete, you need to understand that it's our job as online coaches to be there and support you across the week. Now, okay, within reason, right? If it's fucking one in the morning, I'm in bed, I'm sleeping. Well, maybe I'm not sleeping because maybe the wee man's keeping us up. But you get the gist of what I'm saying. There should be like, I'll say to my clients, look, I'm roughly available between say 6.30 in the morning, about seven at night, and then after that, I have a bit of downtime. Um, you message me within those within with that time frame out with your checking day, you get a response within a couple of hours. You know, maybe I'm training between about half ten, or sorry, about eleven and one. Um, but what you know, and I'll, the responses will be a bit bit delayed when I'm, when I'm training. But with that, you'll get a response fairly quickly because I'm either on my laptop or on my phone. Um, if I'm recording this podcast, then unfortunately, I'm just not going to respond. But yeah, so I guess how should. How should your coach be in that check and response? So well, I think that uh, the they should be in a pre- <laughs> they should be in a pretty good mood, right? I always feel as a coach, I say like, look, if someone's checking in. Like, imagine imagine a one to one personal trainer. Someone goes to that one to parent personal trainer, and it is their like highlight of their week. They 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 buzz from it. They get excited about it. They they can't wait for the session, and they can't wait to see their coach. Um, and in a in an online check-in game, it's very similar. Like clients are looking forward to your response. So, for me, and I hope a lot of my clients attest to this. Like, there's always a lot of energy in those check-in responses, particularly if we're seeing things like that are good. Like if someone's fucking growing like a weed, I'm like, ah, here we fucking go. But I, I just think in general, everything's got to be positive. There should never be a negative tone. There should never be an angry tone from your coach. Everything should always be spoken from a a standpoint of positivity but if we feel like there are things that need to be worked on or from a, a standpoint of being constructive never criticism never ever criticism I mean I guess you could call it const- I wouldn't even say constructive criticism because I say, I say to people look let's look at it logically why you've overeaten or why this has happened let's look at the triggers let's look at changing things so that you know removing those triggers changing things so they don't happen again and we'll learn from it opposed to sometimes when people fuck up they think oh my god Vaughn's a big bad wolf he's going to shout at me he's going to give me a punishment exercise well it's not like school unfortunately you don't get given a punishment exercise um, and I know that's silly to, to say but that's you know sometimes we could kind of feel like that way and, I, and listen I remember feeling that way years ago I remember two weeks after my first show just being so un- I couldn't control my eating um, I had to say to my coach James at the time I said look I feel so guilty and so bad about this and he's just like look don't feel bad, don't feel guilty. We're gonna up your food so that you feel like you, you know, we're gonna put in an extra meal later on, day and blah blah blah. And it worked a treat. And you know, it was it was great to just get that someone that like someone just understood. And that's what is we we should do as coaches. We should understand that our clients are humans, they may fuck up, may fuck up at times, but it's our job to help them understand why they fucked up and then make sure that it didn't happen again through just positive reinforcement about here's what here's what happened here's what we're going to do to make sure it happen again here's how we're going to fix it um, and take it from there and I guess this is kind of what um, what then brings us on to what red flags are and the first one would be just that sort of behavior in a checking response of you, you know a coach should never be talking down to you you should never be criticizing you for things that you are doing uh, they should never be getting angry at you if you maybe perhaps have fucked up. 
Um, and just in general, they should never like they should never be a dick to you. If if they are, it's the first red flag. And if so, if someone is like, I wouldn't stand for I wouldn't stand for paying someone money for them to talk down to me and you know, to be angry at me and blah blah. Now you might be someone out there that needs that style of coaching, but I think for ninety nine percent of people, they're not going to want that. Now, of course, as a coach, you always tell the truth. You are always one hundred percent real with your clients, and you never bullshit them. But it's it's how you say it. You just you don't say it, and you know, you do, you don't be a dick about it. You say, look, we're just. You might say to someone, look, because we've overeaten a few times, we're just a little bit behind um, in this dieting phase. And we're just going to speed things up a bit. But because you've overeaten, here's how we're going to sort that. Here's how we're going to fix it. That's a constructive way to get better. But if you've overeaten, someone says, oh my god, you know this load of fucking bullshit, and you, you know you're way behind, and you're this and you're that, and this is this is your fault, blah blah. Like, get that person to fuck. I don't care who it is. As I said, I feel that is a an, an unprofessional way to act. Um, I think another another red flag would just be taking days to reply, particularly if you are someone that is on the likes of comp prep and just needs that help. But just in general, depending upon where wherever you are at in your in your off season or in your prep, if you have a question, you're paying someone money to try and help educate you and help help answer you. Now if someone says to you at the start of their coaching that listen, I can't reply to you, I can only reply when you on your check in day, well fair enough that's the standard. I don't know any coaches in the UK personally that is like that. And if they were, they're probably not that busy, to be fair. But your coach should be getting back to you quite promptly. And for as I said, a check in should probably be responded to within a few hours, particularly if you're in an off-season phase, a prep check-in. The closer you get to show, that prep check-in response needs to come down drastically. Um, other red flags, I would say, is not being able to give you a reasoning behind why we're doing something or what they're suggesting. So the biggest one would be like, maybe they're asking you to add in a fat burner Maybe they're asking you to add in an oral steroid. And and maybe you're just curious. Maybe you're like, hey, um, just from my own sort of knowledge, could you tell me like why we're doing that? Um, from my own knowledge, could you tell me like, is there anything I should be aware of? Any side effects? Um, now, if your coach's response is just fucking get on with it, then that's, that's a red flag. It should be a case of your coach should say, yeah, look, this is the reason why we're going to add it in. Here is, for me, I always say, here is an article or a podcast on the specific topic that we're going to talk about, such as clenbuterol, thyroid, um, thyroid hormone, etc. Um, go learn a little bit about it yourself. Um, get back to me on if you want to implement this, but this is something that we potentially could do, and this is the reasoning for why I would use it um, and how it's going to help. Usually, nine times out of ten, Clients will be like, oh yeah, yeah, cool. I've I've read your article, listened to the podcast, or I've done a bit of research, and you know I'm happy to, to go ahead with that. So it's always got to be that sort of meet in the middle. Here's what I think you should do as a coach, and you say, right, okay, cool. It's never going to be a dictatorship, um, unless uh, I think no, it should be. Anyway, um, and the same with like anabolics. If I'm saying a client, look, I think we should up this. Here's the reasons why. They you know they're going to say, right, okay, is there anything I should be aware of? Blah blah. Um, and also educate them as well. Every coach I feel there should be part of, should, education should be part of the process, and I'll always try and pass on 
as much knowledge, education of my methodologies, what works, what doesn't work to my clients that have clients themselves, because um, I get a huge amount of joy seeing them prosper and seeing them have success. Classic example was uh, working with uh, with Chris Bain. As you guys know that we've done like a, 10 shows together. And um, last year, seeing him put someone on stage was really cool. And uh, yeah, it was quite fitting because um, we were backstage, we were at the side of the stage and he was chatting to his athlete and I was like, I remember this a few years ago with this being you because I'd been on stage the year before um, and it was quite cool. But anyway, back to, to what I was saying. Um, I think another red flag would be like them getting angry if uh, they, you know, you haven't placed and then sort of blaming it on you and X, Y and Z. It, it should, that should not, you know, it's never your fault if you don't place in a show. Um, it's always a case of getting feedback from the judges. If I was there, if I'm there, I like look at the right. Okay, this is logically why we've not placed. And it's happened this, you know, like this season, even this past Sunday. Um, my client Liam, you know, he came came off stage. Uh, met him at the side. Um, and I was like, I think you got a second there. And he was like, Yeah. And I was like, Yeah. I think the guys just just abs are a bit better than you, and you know, you look good. But I think we've just been nipped there. And he's like, right, cool. But, you know, it wasn't me saying, oh, you know, you should have done this and that would have allowed us to win. Like, that's never, never the case. Um, and then kind of, I guess the most obvious one is the biggest red flag should be any, like, unprofessional comments. Um, whether this be of, like, a sexual nature or not, but particularly, obviously, like, what's come out on social media the past um, few weeks of a certain coach in the UK here um, was abusing their position. It, it it was a lot of sexual comments that this coach was saying that were massively inappropriate and uh, putting clients in a really awkward predicament. You know, let's say, for example, someone's competing for um, the first time and they're four weeks out and they get a, an inappropriate response. You know, they don't know what to do because they're four weeks out. They're unsure of, you know, they can't now do this on their own. Very few coaches will pick that up you know, without four weeks to go. So puts them in a very, a very horrible situation. And I really feel so sorry for those females that had to go through that. And um, it was just such a disgrace to see a coach doing that and put, you know, put the word coach after their name um, or prep coach after their name and, and kind of just put such a bad feel um, around the industry on, on that on that occasion. Um, but th- and this was the same same coach. This resurfaced, man. This guy was doing this a few years ago. It's resurfaced, so he's never learned. But what I'll say is, your coach should never, ever, be seeing any sort of inappropriate comments. Now, of course, in this game, we are all about trying to add muscle in the right places. So a comment such as, right, okay, we need leaner glutes or we need bigger glutes. That's fine. That's pr- in a professional manner. But something that is completely derogatory and inappropriate is a no-go. And that really is probably, I would say, the biggest the biggest red flags. Someone was putting something on social media saying like, oh, you know, your coach will never, should never ask you to do hotel room check-ins or never come to your room to do check-in. I'm like, well, I feel that's a load of shite because I've done hotel check-ins with almost all of my athletes um, and I'm very professional in how I conduct myself and that's was one of my standards and what I pride myself in. So I, I kind of disagreed with that and I would always say, well, if your coach is professional and <coughs> excuse me, you are 
few hours out from a show, uh, maybe you're 20, 18, 16, 12 hours out from a show, um, they're going to want to see in person because that's what you're going to like. You, you're going to be in person on stage and being judged. So we're going to see like right well, an iPhone camera sometimes don't don't do you justice. Sometimes lighting is crap, and people will always look better in person than they will do on a camera. So if I think back to when I first started doing this um, in twenty eighteen, I didn't I didn't prep many people to be fair. Um, so let's let's take it to let's let's just talk about last year actually. Um, last year, um, for the MK Classic, I think I had two, three clients, two guys in Molly. Uh, Molly, Molly will be fine with me listening to this, you know. Uh, I did their hotel room check-ins. Uh, they came in individually, um, both at night. So it was like 4 p.m., and then it was like 8 p.m., and then it was like 6 a.m., 8 a.m., and they all came in, did the check-ins, and I just sat there, looked at them, quarter on quarter turn boom right and leave um, and that was fine a few weeks later a different show um, actually did uh, Molly and Rebecca's check-in at the same time you know, one after the other that was in uh, I think yeah again, again I think that was in my room but uh, take Kate for example um, earlier on this year Kate was staying with uh, some other female competitors in a different hotel 6am half 6 the morning of the show uh, I'd just done uh, Ross's check-in Text Kate saying, hey, need to get a look at you. Do you want to come here? She said, actually, could you come here? It'd be much easier. Yeah, no bother, no problem at all. Walked to a hotel, did check in. Right, this is what you need to eat, boom, right, left. So that I wouldn't say like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that's a red flag because I feel that's important. Like, if I can't see you, you know, in the in a hotel room, I'm going to ask to see you in the, in, in the car park in natural lighting. Um, it's going to, you're going to have to see, you know, as a coach, you're going to, need to see someone in person. As clo- If you're there, you know, obviously I'm in Scotland, I can't make it to all the shows, but if you're there, I'm going to have to see them. But yeah, um, I feel like I, I actually was was thinking that I wouldn't be able to speak on this podcast uh, for very long. I was like, how am I going to speak about what to expect and red flags for half an hour? But hey, I've managed to ramble on for quite some period of time. Um, one thing I do want to let you guys know about uh, that is happening uh, the middle of this month, the middle of this month is just a, set, a webinar that me and the uh, other two coaches of Vido Physique are doing. And it's going to be called Post Prep Files. Now, this is a webinar that's absolutely free. It is on Monday the 13th at 7 p.m. And it's all about how to bulletproof your mindset, body image, and training and nutrition post-show. We'll be delving deep into how to handle becoming that little bit softer and how to make sure you're working on your own self-worth and not being negative with yourself when you feel that little bit of body fat come on. I'll be going into sort of training, drugs, um, and what to do immediately post-show. And then Ali will be going into some case studies, particularly of himself, of what not to do, <laughs> how to how to rebound quite bad, but then also a scenario of how to rebound effectively. And this, as I said, this is something that is absolutely free. If you want to join us, all I ask you to do is go on Instagram um, and give me a follow. Hit the link in my bio. And you'll see in the bio, it'll say post prep webinar. Click that link, it'll take you to a landing page. You just pop your email address in. Once you've popped that in, you'll be emailed the, the Zoom link directly for, as I said, 7 p.m. Monday the 13th. Just click that at 7 p.m. and then you'll get access. Um, there will be some times for questions at the end, um, but it'll, it'll be roughly about an hour and a half to two hours. But we would love to see you on. 
we've not done this for a while and this is one of the reasons why we wanted to do it is that we wanted to reach out to some 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 people that maybe perhaps listen to us they maybe want to get a bit more info they're worried about competing um for the first time or uh, the, the post-show periods um but also for our clients as well that are thinking about competing so we decided rather than just keep it for our clients we thought fuck it let's just open up to everyone and let's just see who wants to come on um, and get involved so we'd love to see you there but if not guys um, I hope that you guys are having a fantastic uh, start to your summer and wherever you are whatever you do give it the beans